This is Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Hi there, this is Mark Lloyd from Lunch with Lloyd. We talk movies on the show this week and The King's Men with William Mullally. That's the big release over the weekend. And we also touched on Don't Look Up, something very interesting that you can see on Netflix. And, of course, with New Year's Eve just ahead, we caught up with Bollywood singer and dancer Kanika Kapoor. Do enjoy. The sun's gonna shine on everything you do. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Only on Dubai I 103.8. Yeah, welcome back to uh, the show. Thank you, Steve, for your message. Don't look up. A very quirky art house movie, but definitely worth a watch. Thanks for that, Steve. I watched it last night and I really enjoyed it. And I'm going to ask William a little bit about that film um, later on. But uh, as we welcome our movie critic for the final time in 2021 onto the show, I'll say uh, a very good morning to you, William. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you? Excellent, sir. So, um, I think we're going to get started with uh, The King's Man. Yes, The King's Man, with an apostrophe S and a space, because we are going back to the past and the the origins of the world of the, the Kingsman's secret service that um, became hugely popular at the beginning of this decade. Uh, Matthew Vaughn has basically taken, you know, after making layer cake he always wanted to make a james bond film obviously he helped um you know launch daniel craig in that direction you know did um x-men first class very much in the james bond milieu and it seems like the kingsman um adapting the comic book was basically like okay well if i can't do james bond i will create my own james bond and i'll create my own rich interesting world um so with 2014's kingsman i think it was an outside hit people were expecting it to be you know what it was People loved this, you know, incredibly over-the-top action combined with this, you know, classic, you know, Savile Road style with Taron Egerton um, and, you know, Colin Firth and just, you know, Mark Strong, yeah. uh, Michael Caine, just, you know, classic British gentleman, you know, doing dastardly spy things, taking down Samuel L. Jackson. Here we've gone back to the past. Um, so we had one sequel that followed on, you know, directly from the Ring Journal Kingsman. Now we've gone to the founding of this service. And here we have, you know, one of the greatest actors uh, alive today in Ray Fiennes, who's also one of the film's executive producers, as the man who ends up founding um, The Kingsman. He plays Oxford. He is exactly what you'd expect. I mean, he's one of those actors who I think he fits the milieu so well, it feels weird that he wasn't in the movies previously. Um, but, you know, he's flanked by, you know, tremendous British actors, such as, you know, um, you know Gemma Arterton, as Polly or Galahad, as we see um, in the film, and Tom Hollander, um, and we also have you know you know young actors um, who you know like Harris Dickinson, who seem to be taking on this mantle, who we've seen in films like Maleficent and Matthias and Maxine. But I think also you know a huge highlight for me is bringing in people like um, Jaiman Hansu, who you know obviously he's been in every single movie <laughs> in history. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> one of those actors. Who just you cannot stop casting and adds value to everything. But he gets a really, you know, I think we've seen him a lot of you know cameos popping up here and there. But here he gets you know a lot of meat in this role and really gets to be one of the the core action heroes of this film. So I think it delivers you know the same sort of you know big action set pieces while also delivering some of the the crazy over the top you know Kingsman charm while now also retelling parts of history that we already know, such as you know. The you know, assassination of Archduke Ferdinand, the start of World War One, um, Rasputin, you know, at the end of the um, Romanov dynasty in Russia, 
really, I think if you're a history buff, as well as if you're just a Kingsman fan, I think there's plenty to enjoy here. Let's have a listen in on the trailer. Keep me locked away as the world burns. Son, the truth is the world is ruled by corruption and greed. We must do something. Certainly. We are the first independent intelligence agency. Refined but brutal. Civilized, but merciless. That's a little clip then from the trailer. As you said, uh, William, very British gentleman kind of um, uh, feel about this. Now, you've been speaking to some of uh, the the stars that we can see on the screen. Yeah, so we do have, you know, although this is, you know, very different than, you know, kind of it's an alternate history Bond, I think. This is a way that Bond could have gone in this direction. Yeah. Do you have a you know, a quote-unquote Bond girl um, from Gemma Arkinson from Quantum of Solace, who's, you know, a tremendous actor who we've seen in, you know, so many tremendous films as well as on the, the British stage. She's, uh, I think, really, you know, an incredibly talented person who we've also seen recently in, you know, My Zoe and The Girl with All the Gifts, um, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, you know, Prince and Persia, The Sands of Time. But here she's taking on the, one of the, one of the lead roles um, but I feel like for her, it's also this incredibly strong woman who is you know, just as formidable and she's not really a background character at all. And I think that's really, although this is, you know, Ray Fiennes' show, Jaiman and her are you know, hugely important to the plot. They are not like, the sort of set pieces you would expect from supporting characters um, of, of the past. And I think she reveled in being able to take that on. Gosh, it, it was all on, in, in the script. I mean, I, I read the script and went, ah. Uh. I love Polly. I mean, immediately. I thought she had some great one-liners and uh, things to do. So I was really happy that that Matthew asked me to play her. Um, but yeah, I mean, just being part of this world, it's, um, it's crazy. Um, the Kingsman franchise, obviously, is a, you know, beloved and... Um, and it's, it's, it's a very particular kind of thing. Um, but I was really happy to be involved in this particular film because of the historical background, the fact that it's a period film as well. So there's a sort of, there's a real elegance to it. And, um, and yeah, so I, uh, yeah, I just, as you can tell, I was really happy to be involved and I loved every minute. Uh, don't you just love her accent, William? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think she puts on... Another accent in the film that I think is <laughs> stand out. Like she's so, I think she disappears into this role so much that it took me a minute to even realize it was her. Yeah. Um, whereas someone like Jaiman Huntsu is just, <laughs> you hire him because he's unmistakable. You know, he brings uh, a really great presence. And I think the most exciting thing, you know, is just, you know, allowing him to just go fully, you know, go fully into this role, really, you know, be a proper action hero, have, you know, these set pieces built around him, you know, kicking butt taking names. I, I really love Jaiman Hansu and everything. But I, I had to ask him as well, you know, because this is so much about the Savile Road, um, you know, uh, the the style, the, the fashion, especially of the early 20th century, how much he loved putting on this costume, which costume he liked best. And that was when he seemed to, to shine most brightly in our interview. 
Well, I think my favorite customer had to be uh, the one on the poster with the uh, the coat. Uh, um, provided me with uh, so much warmth, you know, given the fact that I'm, uh, you know, an African in Europe. Uh, this level of... Uh, uh, weather we don't have in Africa, and suddenly uh, that was a very comfortable. And every day I put that on, I was uh, I, I was in character, meaning uh, you know. And uh, but the, the also the, the nature of the film really sets you, you know, with the, the the elegance of the costumes and all that. Really, the minute you put that on, you're literally in that time, literally in that period, especially with the colors and everything. Sort of like you know, keeps you uppity, you know, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at that uh, poster now, William, uh, from the film. He's got, well, he, he almost looks like a Russian czar with the, with the hat and the, and the big coat on there. Oh, it's so good. He could wear that tomorrow. Um, <laughs> In any movie. <laughs> Seriously, it's just a good look. And I, I think because they do actually, you know, fight Rasputin, it probably fits. <laughs> yeah, perfectly. For that reason. Uh, now, yeah, I, I think, go, go ahead. No, and as well with um, with Gemma, I think, you know, there is you know, having, you know, a woman, especially in this time period, when, you know, women were first getting the right to vote internationally. and it, But in film and in, in, in art in general, women have been cast aside. So I, I think allowing us to go back into history and having Gemma in this role, you know, in such a strong character, I think, was a huge draw for her as an actor and one of the joys of watching the film as well, as she told me. For me, uh, as a woman, uh, this was before women were, you know, getting the vote. I mean, it was about around that time that, you know, the, uh, the suffragettes were happening. And so it was a time where women were still very repressed and um, didn't have a voice. And so for me to play someone that in this household of men has such a strong voice meant that she was, you know, a really quite an exceptional person at that time and had the ear of these really important people and um and yeah and the fact that she could break the fact that she's able to have such a strong say in the household um is just a credit to the people who employ her as well because i think at that time you know it was very very different for women um to how it is now so um it was nice to play someone that was so strong and empowered at that time. A strong and empowered woman. Um, how is this one going to go down uh, at the box office here in Dubai, William? I think this is a series that has always you know, been incredibly you know, liked here. I remember going to like the first preview screening and just seeing audiences react yeah. to that first Kingsman movie. I think people really, really love this series and will definitely be going out. And it seems we've getting, you know, every single week we're getting a huge sequel right now. But I do think that Kingsman is still something special for people. Great stuff. Uh, so there we are. Opening up this weekend, that's uh, The King's Man, directed by Matthew Vaughan. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye, 103.8. Yeah, we're talking uh, movies right now on the show, as we always do on a Thursday. Now, um, one of our listeners last week, we were talking about our favourite movie moments of 2021. Uh, I, I mentioned that mine was uh, The Many Saints of Newark. I really, really enjoyed that film, of course, being a big fan of The Sopranos. But one of our listeners um, called up and said, have you seen Don't Look Up? 
um, uh, this film that um, is uh, just uh, been released on Netflix, I believe. Um, so I, I gave it a, a whirl last night, and I absolutely loved it. Um, William, I want to get your take on this film. I mean, if there's ever been an ensemble cast, it's this one uh, for this uh, science fiction movie. What did you make of it, William? So I saw it a couple months ago. Um, so I've had some time to sit on it. It's always funny when that happens because <laughs> you know, it just feels like I'm just like not as much of a part of the conversation because it's not as fresh in my mind. Yeah. But because um, you know I've had some time to sit on it, I, I think it's interesting to watch the debate around the film play out. There's a lot of really negative sentiment to this film online. Some people are just hating it completely. Hmm. Other people are loving it. So it's really, I think, generated a fierce debate, partially just because it has this ridiculous cast and partially just because it's such a pointed film about, you know, climate change and yeah. the international reaction to it and so many different things. And I think especially in an era of, of a pandemic um, when, you know, not you know, every country has the exact same, you know, great response that the UAE did. I think it's also something that people are being like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so this yeah. is how people would respond when, when the world needs them most. Um, they're going to ignore the problem rather than deal with it. So I, I think it's such a pointed film that, of course, people are going to react very, very strongly to it. But I think most of the joy in this film is just watching, you know, Leo, watching Jonah Hill, watching Meryl Streep play these, you know, elevated, ri- ridiculous characters. <laughs> you know, people who are pretty much all, you know, they, even the characters that want to do something about this. So, yeah, we, we should say the plot. Basically, there's a giant comet coming to Earth. There's six months until the Earth is destroyed unless someone can do something about it. And... Spoiler alert, no one does anything about it. <laughs> um, mostly because of, you know, they, they worry rather about, you know, keeping the vibe strong. They worry about themselves. They worry about getting famous. They worry about yeah. um, all the other daily distractions in life rather than dealing with the most pressing issue that the world has to offer. But I, I think, you know, as pointed and as obvious as what the film is saying about the way that each of these people ends up worrying more about themselves than they do about the issue, which ultimately is going to cause the destruction of humanity. I, I do think that there's such a, you know, hiring actors like this is, there's a reason that you do that. It's because you want to see, you know, the, the best actors have to go through the, the emotional gamut of watching all of this on play. And that's really, I think, the joy of the film. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and, and seeing Meryl Streep in such, you know, a satirical role as the uh, the president of the United States was hilarious, you know, worrying more about um, getting votes and uh, uh, kind of touring the country than this um, uh, particular disaster that's about to happen. Ron Perlman was in there. Great role from him. And also Kate Blanchett. Yeah, Mark Rylance, I think also really stole it as this, you know, sort of Steve Jobs, Bill Gates-esque character <laughs> who runs a gigantic tech company. You know, he's incredibly, uh, I think, you know, he's got such a, a warm, gentle energy that is just perfectly employed in such a sinister way here. So I think Adam McKay, who previously, you know, we, you know, we know him from Saturday Night Live as well as you know, Talladega Nights, Anchorman, Step Brothers, before he turned into more serious films. Um, I, I think, you know, starting with the big short, and, um, you know, Dick about um, Dick Cheney. Yeah. I think he is, you know, such a uh, a delightful, you know, satirical voice. You know, and although he was just doing pure comedy, I think as certain things in the world get more pointed, such as in the climate crisis, I think you're seeing him get a bit more serious in the way that he jokes about things. And, you know, I, I think it's going to be really fascinating to watch where he wants to go next. And so now that he's destroyed the world, like, <laughs> where, where do you go from there, Adam? 
Yeah, anyway, I thoroughly enjoyed Don't Look Up. Um, also, I got to the cinemas um, uh, last weekend, William, and um, did go to see Spider-Man No Way Home, and you're going to... I know um, you're going to kind of predict that I absolutely loved it um, with with all the Spider-Man, you know, kind of amalgamating together and some characters from previous films coming back. Ten out of ten for me, William. Ten out of ten? I mean, <laughs> I think... Yeah, we can't... I mean, can we talk about the spoilers yet? No, probably not yet. No, not yet. But I, I do think that... I don't know. It's still fitting. I, I have a friend who's just like, no, okay, when I'm back in Dubai, we're going to go see this and I'm going to convince you that you love this film. So I'm, I have an open mind. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go see it. I'll, I'll see it again. But I do think that it's really just, you know, being able to watch certain actors love it and certain actors just not really be as engaged... You know, as I, was saying, <laughs> I disagree. I, I really disagree with that, and, and I know who you're talking about as well. I, I thought he put in a great performance as Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think one of the one of the actors who shows up as a surprise, I think, is the the biggest highlight for me. And I think he's already become one of the best actors of the generation. And even though he, you know, seemed to be trending in the other direction maybe five years ago, you know, after you know, role after role, I just He's, to me, the standout from this entire thing. And I want to see him have more movies of his own moving forward, you know, whether they be in the Spider-Man universe or otherwise. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably giving it away for a lot of people, but <laughs> <laughs> he's, I, I think he's the best part we could all agree. And I've got to say, um, I saw a photograph of you, a, a recent photograph of you on social media. You're looking more like Keanu Reeves as, as the days go on. Um <laughs> I think you're Dubai's answer to The Matrix. How has that movie been doing um, in our theatres? It's doing, you know, it's doing quite well. It opened uh, you know, in, you know, basically um, one of the top spots. But I do think that right now Spider-Man is just nothing can touch it. And um, it's just, it's already crossed a billion dollars yeah. in box office worldwide. Yeah. Which no film has done, you know, since pre-pandemic. It's just absolutely insane what it's been able to do. And I think it's, it's like it has the potential to become the biggest movie of all time, even now still, which, you know, I, I don't think it's going to get there. I think it'll probably get to maybe to 1.5 billion worldwide. But I do think that just really it just shows how much people love Tom Holland and his character and just love the Spider-Man franchise. And I think this movie is a love letter to people who have stuck with it over the last 19 years since the first film debuted mm, in May. Yeah. 2002 yeah. and i think the, the love is being returned by fans all across the world I but I, I do want to announce that i will be starring in john wick 5 <laughs> um, taking over for Keanu reeves and i hope you all wish me well in that endeavor we will do i think you've got the same hairstylist for sure before i let you go very quickly i said that my favorite movie moment of 2021 was the many saints of newark with Michael Gandolfini and Ray Liotta in that movie. If I put that question to you, favourite movie moment of 2021, what would it be for you, William? Mm, favourite movie moment. Or favourite movie. No, I know. I mean, I, there's so many tremendous films, like watching Malignant and this you know, crazy horror, watching Power of the Dog, just watching Benedict Cumberbatch just chew the scenery, um, The Lost Daughter... I'm Your Man is just an incredibly wonderful film, but I don't think I was moved by anything as much as I was by The Father with Anthony Hopkins. The Father, Anthony Hopkins, yeah. Out of 10 performance. Yeah. Uh, although that was, you know, from the previous cycle, it did win an Oscar. I think it was underseen, 
people are still misunderstanding what it even is. They think it's this, you know, drama with these great performances. No, this is a horror movie. This is a movie that's just going to get under your skin and stay there. It's And if you're going to watch any movie tonight, I, I would go watch The Father. Fantastic, William. A big thank you for all your input in 2021. You are the man when it comes to movies, and I want to wish you a happy new year and a happy, prosperous 2022. Right, see you then. This is Dubai I 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Yes, indeed, and welcome back to the show. We're so excited, of course, we're going to be broadcasting live tomorrow night from Expo 2020. So much great entertainment to look forward to, and we're super excited that Kanaka Kapoor, uh, the singing sensation, is going to be joining us uh, here in Dubai, and she joins us right now on the show. Kanaka, how are you? Hi, Mark. Uh, I am really well, thank you. Very good. So, you must be super excited to uh, be coming to Dubai to perform? I am already in Dubai, and I am thrilled. I'm, I'm so excited because, um, you know, I, I think it's it's going to be a great, uh, you know, great show to get put together. Uh, something very new for, for me, too. And, uh, you know... Very excited to, you know, see everyone, and I hope yep. uh, lots and lots of people are going to be there. I'm so. sure they are tomorrow. So t- tell me a little it's bit about... something really special for everyone. Yeah, uh, tell me a little bit about what we can expect from your show, uh, Kanaka. I'm sure you've been uh, rehearsing and putting something very special together for uh, the program tomorrow. Well, you know, we, um, we are uh, put together something very special for Dubai, and... Uh, it's going to be all dance. I think everyone wants to dance and celebrate. Um, so it's um, the show is going to be a very high energy Bollywood dance. Um, with, with I have a surprise actually. Yeah. I have uh, an Emirati song which is going to be a surprise. Oh wow! <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not going to tell which one, but no. it's, it's one of everyone's people. Oh, amazing. And um, so that's going to be a real kind of um, showstopper tomorrow, an Emirati song from uh, from Kanaka. Um, we just had a little clip of, of some of your music that we're going to play just to get us in the mood for the show. We be moving, moving now. Kanika, what you say? Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a little clip of just to get us in the mood for it tomorrow night with with Kanaka. Um, Kanaka, I, w- I want to ask you a little bit about um, a very proud moment, I'm sure, for you and for India, was that when you sang the national anthem uh, to welcome India's uh, Prime Minister Narendra Modi to, to Wembley. What was that moment like? It was amazing. It was more than 75,000 people. And wow. the cheer, the, the love, you know, uh, it was... It was something else. It was, you know, it was a <clears throat> with a symphony and to sing with all all those little children and all of us and the uh, the choir, the you know, and both the prime ministers of the country. It was um, quite a moment. I can imagine it, it must have probably been the standout moment of what has been an amazing career. Was it always going to be uh, music and dance for you, Kanaka, or you know, were, were there other maybe? It was. Other maybe um, career choices for you? Um, no, I started uh, 
<clears throat> singing when I was eight years old. And I started studying music and I um, carried on and I did my master's. Um, so a good 12 years of learning and performing as mm. a child artist. So uh, I have come a long way. <laughs> and it's and it's brought you here to Dubai. Uh, what's the plan following on the, uh, from the show uh, tomorrow? What plans have you got for 2022, Kanaka? You know, I, I plan to uh, stay put. I, I plan to just really enjoy the expo. And what I think they've put you know put up an ex- experience for everybody. And uh, I, you know, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be with everybody and um, enjoy the expo. Kanaka, uh, we're so happy that you've uh, come to Dubai to uh, perform for us, and we wish you well. A very happy new year from all the team here at Dubai I-103.8. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am thrilled to be here, and I look forward to seeing everyone tomorrow. Lovely. That's uh, Kanaka Kapoor once again performing uh, live over at Expo 2020.